The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of FFT. We've got a special guest who I'll be introducing in just a moment. And she is going to tell us all about skiing. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Samantha Praviti of the NFL, of the Action Network, a fantasy football analyst at the Action Network. And you can follow her on Twitter at Samantha NFL. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, Samantha. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And you're up early. What time do you usually get up? Because you're out in Colorado, so it's 7.30 right now for you. What time do you usually wake up? Did you wake up early for this? I did. I woke up at 5-ish, but I would say normally I'm up between 6 and 6.30, so it's not oh. it's not that crazy. Most of my people that I work with are in the East Coast, so I have mm. to wake up a little earlier. All right. All right. Early riser. And Jamie, good morning. I don't really care what time you wake up, but... <laughs> good morning, good morning, sir. Good morning to both of you. Where's Samantha, your hat? For being with us. Where's your hat? You always have a hat. Um, no hat today. All right, no hat today. all right. You wear a ski cap because Samantha's going to tell us, you know, in a little bit. We got a lot to get to here. She's a ski instructor. We've had the coolest conversation off the air about skiing and snowboarding, all of these things. And I'm blown away. And I really want to go skiing now. Jamie, you like skiing? I do. I, I need instruction. So uh, if, if if you're offering, I'd, I'd certainly take some lessons. But um, yes, it, 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 the, the couple of times I put skis on and, f- and fell, it was fun. <laughs> well, absolutely. Uh, I already offered Adam that I would for sure teach him. So if you guys want to like organize a little FFT ski trip, that would be really fun. And I would absolutely teach you guys. We, uh, yeah. we, we might be on the road. I, I, the timing won't work out, but we might be on the road for training camp. So I, uh, obviously not a lot of snow, but you know if we if we make it out to Denver for one of our trips, um, we can simulate some snow and maybe yeah yeah we can do a simulator sure. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna also send some business your way because anybody's out there in Breckenridge get ask Samantha Braviti for for lessons she'll help you out she'll hook you up and uh, get you out on the slopes. All right, the Buccaneers signed Leonard Fournette. By the way, today on the show, we're going to talk winners and losers of NFL free agency slash trades, mostly trades. But we do have this big Fournette news. We're also going to talk about Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, and Jameis Winston. Ryan to the Colts, Mariota to the Falcons, Winston back to the Saints. So we'll talk about those three guys. And Duke Johnson to the Bills, Jameson Crowder to the Bills. Do those matter at all? We'll get to it all. But Jamie, Leonard Fournette last year was on a per-game basis, 10th best in non-PPR, 4th best in full PPR. In 14 games, he had 69 catches. He scored 10 touchdowns, averaged a career-high 4.5 yards per carry. This guy finished 6th overall and 4th per game in full PPR. Um, where are you ranking him as he is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a 3-year deal with twenty with worth $21 million, could be up to $24 million. This is awesome. What do you think uh, for Fournette? Uh, I think he's got... You know, top 10 upside, like you said, uh, he'll be, you know, right around 15. I haven't adjusted rankings yet. 
because I was panicked yesterday that he was going to sign with the Patriots uh, after <laughs> visiting New England. So that that was uh, a terrible situation. He would have definitely been a loser. So now he goes back to a great situation. Obviously, offensive line is a little bit of a concern in Tampa Bay right now because losing the two guards. But you know the fact that they, uh, you, you know, Tom Brady gets the bat signal up and everybody comes calling. Um, it's it's a great situation because you know what he is in this offense. And as of now, you know, I mean, there was at this point last year. Remember, we were talking about. Oh no, Giovanni Bernard is going to take some passing down work for him. And maybe Ronald Jones gets more running down work because of what happened the Super Bowl run before Lombardi Lenny took off. Um, he's he's the guy and and very clearly the guy. I think they'll address the position in the draft or whatever happens the rest of this offseason to add a little bit more depth there. But uh, you got to be really excited about this move. What's your read on this, Samantha? Fournette back to the Bucks. I mean, I think I agree that he had he'd be in that high end RB two, low end RB one sort of tier. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just really happy that he didn't end up on the Patriots because that's where you know fantasy dreams go to die. So especially in um, running backs. So I'm just happy that he's ending up in what is a pretty positive situation. Um, and yeah, uh, good for him for getting paid. So would you guys rather have Nick Chubb or Leonard Fournette? Um, Chubb in, in non PPR for sure. It's close in full PPR. The one that I'm struggling with, honestly, is, uh, is James Conner. Cause you know, they're both same age, uh, obviously coming off huge seasons. Not that they haven't done it before, but you know, there's at that point of, of, you know, age and, and career where you have to start worrying about injuries. You know, we've seen it mostly with Conner, but Fournette was a little bit banged up last year. And, and the thing that scares me a little bit about the bucks, we had this conversation on, on HQ yesterday with, with Gronk is as these guys get a little bit older, um, not so much Brady because of the position he plays, but, you know, if they're a little bit banged up, we know what their goal is. You know, their goal is not to stack wins in, in, in the regular season because they're probably going to do that just by the nature of their team and the division they play in. You know, their goal is is December, January, February. I know that they obviously have to win those games, but, you know, it's not their, their focus is not the regular season. So if Fournette's banged up, the, do they sit him for, you know, a couple of weeks to make sure he's right like they did last season? So... Um, I would take Chubb probably in both both scenarios, but the the Connor Fournette one is the one I'm struggling with. How about you, Samantha? Connor Fournette and Chubb. How do you think you'd rank them? Ooh, I think I would have I would have Chubb first. I agree, and I think he's just been so efficient. And yeah, there are kind of question marks with how the offense is going to be run with Deshaun Watson there. If they're going to be running nearly as much as they have in the past, um, if that was more of like an artifact of Baker Mayfield's sort of shortcomings, but um, I, I would probably put Chubb first there, and then probably Fournette, then Connor. Um, but it's it that that's pretty close for me. Okay, so Fournette back to the Bucks, and you know, coming off a great year, his best year. Like I said, career high yards per carry, but but 14 games played. You know, he's in his career, he's played 13, 8, 15, 13, and 14 games. So there are always injury concerns with Leonard Fournette. And I can't. I would say that position, that's pretty durable. You get 13 plus games, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess, but let's see. He's he's missed three, eight, two. I'm not going to do this math. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I. I that's an interesting threat. Some of that was suspension too. Don't forget. Oh, in his second year when he played eight, or was that when he got suspended? I don't remember, yeah. but I know he's missed time due to suspension. Um, okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, you got the Bucks need some running back depth, so we'll see what they do there, and and we will reassess. 
Hey, they have Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I want to talk about these quarterbacks now. Before I do that, though, I want to share a little cheat code a cheat code for keeping tabs on March Madness, and that's the CBS Sports mobile app. It's not only your gateway to watching every tournament game, but the best for lightning-quick college basketball scoreboards, updating brackets, expert picks, and the latest news on all the action for the men's and women's tournaments. The app is free. Just search CBS Sports in your app store, and if you're like me, It'll soon be your go-to sports app for everything. It's really an excellent app. Download the CBS Sports app. So, Matt Ryan to the Colts. And, you know, I was actually surprised. The Colts were 23rd in pass blocking last year. The Falcons were 31st ahead of only Miami. So, Ryan had a bad receiving core, no run game, and a terrible offensive line. Colts, we know they have a good offensive line, but they were only 23rd in pass blocking, which surprised me. Um, Mariota to the Falcons on a two-year deal. It's more like a one-year deal. And the Saints signed Jameis Winston to a two-year, $28 million deal with $21 million guaranteed. Jamie, rank Ryan, Mariota, Winston. Uh, Winston, Mariota, Ryan, barring the NFL draft when the Falcons probably select somebody that's going to compete with Mariota to be the starter. So um, Ryan benefits, I think, going to the Colts because – I don't care that they were ranked 23rd. That's a significant offensive line upgrade that still has a chance to get better if they address left tackle. Um, but, you know, Quentin Nelson missed time. You know, Eric Fisher was in and out. You know, they just had a lot of injuries last year. So that's still a really good group. It's a great run game that's going to support him. Uh, they need some help with the receiver spot. But I think if Mariota runs, you know, that, that'll certainly help. And I'm really excited to see Jameis with what I hope is – as close to 17 games of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara as, as we can get, because if those guys stay healthy or avoid suspension in Kamara's case, uh, then you have two premier players to, to support Jameis. And I think that will help his fantasy value significantly. Yeah. He was actually 14th per game last year, Jameis Winston. And that was leaving a game early about halfway through with an injury. And I think a lot of, you know, 30, he was on pace for 37 touchdowns and eight interceptions. His touchdown and interceptions rate rates were career bests. He also wasn't throwing the ball downfield as much and, of course, didn't have Michael Thomas, so he's throwing a lot to Kamara. Kamara got about five and a half targets per game with Jameis. Um, but yesterday on our bonus podcast, we did talk about Matt Ryan, but we spent a lot of time on Kyle Pitts and a little bit on Michael Pittman as well. So with Mariota now, Samantha, do you see Kyle Pitts? Uh, what, where is he? Is he fifth now? What do you think about Pitts in the tight end landscape? This is painful. I mean, initially, I felt like it was a well, initially, we didn't even know who was going to be quarterbacking for the Falcons. But initially, I certainly thought that it would be a massive downgrade, like he'd be in the loser category. But I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's really hard to say what we think we're going to get out of Mariota, right? It's been like two seasons since we've actually seen him really play. He had four passing yards in 2021. So not certainly not a great sample size there. But we have seen him um, help tight ends produce in the past. We saw Delaney Walker um, with the Titans uh, still put up solid numbers. And he certainly does target tight ends a lot. So um, we, we'll see. I think that Pitts is still an elite talent, um, and he did have that huge target share last year. So um, certainly in that tight end one, like mid-tier, but I'm not sure that he's he's making that leap into that elite category yet. And what do you think, Jamie? I think you and I were, were thinking he might end up as a second-round pick, you know, certainly if they had gotten to Sean Watson. But uh, I don't know. I, my enthusiasm has been dampened a little bit here. Not a little bit. It's been dampened quite a bit on on uh, Kyle Pitts. How about you? 
Yeah, same. You know, um, I, I think it's hard to say he's clearly the third guy. He's in the conversation still. Um, it's pretty easy to say Kelsey and Andrews are the top two. And then it's, you know, Waller obviously got, you know, dinged a little bit with the addition of Devontae Adams, if not, you know, a lot. And Kittle is a wild card, which is so strange to say because he's amazing. But with Trey Lance, you know, and we just don't know if Trey Lance is going to enhance his game or continue to, you know, help him produce like we've seen when it was C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo. It wasn't just Jimmy G propping up, you know, George Kittle's numbers. And that again, that's strange to say, but um, it wasn't just the starting quarterback that was helping him. He's done well with every quarterback that they've thrown in there, you know, seemingly. So I think when you just look at it, those three guys are still in a tier by themselves, um, you know, behind the top two. But I still think Pitts belongs there because the, the target opportunity is, is still there. This is still, you know, Arthur Smith, who's going to, I think, lean on him based on his track record. And as we saw last year, you know, uh, five or six more touchdowns for Kyle Pitts. And we'd be talking about, you know, one of the best rookie seasons, you know, for any player, let alone just any tight end, you know, uh, for what he was able to accomplish a thousand yard season. So it's an incomplete still, you know, I don't think Mariota is the only guy that's going to be competing for this job. I want to see what this receiving core looks like because Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage not being there, you know, is, uh, is, is somewhat of a plus for him because of the target opportunity. So, you know, I'm going to probably drop him to fifth. Uh, I, I, I'm still going to take him over the, the Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Rob Gronkowski group, because I think there's still a lot of upside, but yes, he, he's, he's a loser in, in this regard, at least as it stands one day after Matt Ryan being traded. Yeah, you know what, Samantha, though? You were right. I've forgotten how good Delaney Walker was. He's the only guy who had a 1,000-yard season in the Mariota era, if you look at Mariota's first four years in Tennessee, not the year he got replaced by Tannehill, but 15, 16, 17, 18. It was actually Mariota's rookie year where he played 12 games, and Delaney Walker had 1,088 yards on 133 targets. Rashard Matthews had about 950 yards and nine touchdowns, I think, the year after that. Those have been the best players but yeah I mean that's, that's a really good point about Delaney Walker so um, if Delaney Walker can get 1100 yards in 15 games then what can Kyle Pitts do in 17 just, games? Just to put one more one more stat to what Mariota should hopefully do for Kyle Pitts um, Samantha said we haven't seen him in two years that week 15 game against the Chargers in 2020 when Derek Carr hurt his hip in the early portion of the game Darren Waller in that game, 12 targets, nine catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. So pretty impressive yeah. from, from Mariota. Uh, any thoughts on Michael Thomas, guys? Uh, Samantha with Jameis Winston, and hopefully Michael Thomas, as Jamie was mentioning, playing a full season. You know, can he, uh, could he crack your top 12? <laughs> Last time we saw him healthy, he was number one at a record setting season. What do you think about Michael Thomas with Jameis? I would probably not put him not be that optimistic and put him in the top 12. There's just so many question marks and he is like 30 years old. So there's certainly age sort of breakdown, maybe uh, related concerns there. So I, I'm going to be a lot more conservative than top 12, maybe somewhere in like the, the wide receiver two range though. Jamie, to finish up the news and notes, Giants signed Matt Breida. Bills signed Duke Johnson and Jamison Crowder. Eagles signed Zach Paschal. Jaguars re-signed Laquan Treadwell. Anything fantasy relevant there? Well, I think Breida certainly is interesting, you know, based on Barkley's injury history the last couple of seasons. So, you know, uh, Devontae Booker, Breida, you know, that'll be kind of the two guys you'll look at in case something happens to, to Barkley. I think Booker's still on the roster. 
Um, you know, so, you know, I, I think there, there was some, some people I know I tweeted, um, new handcuff for, for Barkley and, and, and the replies were Barkley's gone. You know, so, uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, if that's the sentiment, if they trade him, you know, maybe NFL draft night, uh, Booker, uh, I, yeah, Booker, Booker got cut. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I wasn't sure. So, yeah. you know, Barkley, um, and, and Brita is the, the, the depth chart now. And then in terms of, um, I think one more, I don't know if you mentioned this, uh, cause it surprised me over the weekend. Um, Boston Scott resigning with the Eagles. Yeah. We talked about um, it a little bit yesterday. You know, that, that's another one just to keep an eye on because we know that Miles Sanders has missed time and, and, you know, whether it was Jordan Howard and Boston Scott or, you know, vice versa, um, you know, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Kenneth Gainwell and Keyshawn Vaughn were two guys I was interested in with late round picks. And, and those two guys got, a, got a little bit, um, uh, lost, lost a little value clearly in the last, uh, you know, 48 hours. But in any event, um, I, I think, you know, you look at Duke Johnson, a little bit of a problem potentially for, for Devin Singletary, but this is better than JD McKissick going there. Sure. All right, we are going to get to some free agency trades, uh, free agency slash trades, winners and losers. Talk about the best and the worst fantasy situations from the last couple of weeks based on the Russell Wilson trade, the Devontae Adams trade, and all the signings and all the all the things we've talked about here. We'll kind of recap it. But uh, what is a, Samantha, what is a Jerry? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so Adam and I were talking about skiing before we started here. Um, so a Jerry is like a person in generally extreme sports who uh, maybe is in over their head a little bit and um, maybe but it's like it's like almost like a culture like they people embrace it actually like oh. they they embrace the whole Jerry thing. But uh, uh, it would probably be someone like coming down the mountain as like an absolute meat rocket or <laughs> um, in a football jersey usually or like with jeans tucked into their ski boots and no helmet. So that's I'm trying to like paint a very vivid picture of um, that type of person. But yes, it's it's a whole thing in ski culture. Like what a Jerry if that person falls off the chairlift. So if I were in Colorado and I, I dressed up for Halloween, I had ski boots on jeans tucked in and a football jersey people would be oh oh, you're a jerry did they get that <laughs> so my boyfriend and i who are both skiing skiing snowboard instructors uh both dressed up as jerry's for oh home. so okay yeah, he, wore, he wore his like baker mayfield jersey he's a uh, insufferable browns fan um so uh, yeah he wore his jersey and we tucked our jeans into our into our boots and went skiing so what's he yeah. doing with that jersey <laughs> he's he's really sad. He's having this whole like existential crisis because he was definitely one of those people that like chastised any Steelers fan for supporting Ben Roethlisberger. So now he's like, uh, now I can't I can't support uh, Deshaun Watson or anything like that. So I think he, I think he's pretty sad right now. Yeah, sports fans have to be very careful playing the moral high ground, you know, because your team is probably doing some, some <laughs> bad stuff too. But um, all right, so go out to Breckenridge, get a ski lesson from Samantha. And Jamie, how good of a skier are you? Do you use the poles? Oh, I'm not a skier at all. I, you know, like I said, I put put on skis a couple times and fell down. <laughs> there, oh, I thought you were just joking. What I, what I did was not called skiing. So, <laughs> well, come on. Um, I heard it's pretty easy. Uh, it might be. But the, the, the time that I went was um, in the summer. So we were at the Black Diamonds at the top where it was, um, you know, still not melted. So the, the, the pros were still able to, you know, go down and do some stuff. When I say pros, people actually know what they're doing. 
uh, the, the Samanthas of the world. Um, I found like a little area where I could just kind of push myself and, and go down a little bit. Um, cause I was with my buddy who had moved out there when we were in high school and, uh, he had just started skiing himself. So he was falling all over the place. Um, but trying to actually go down the, the slopes, I was just like in a little area by myself, uh, trying not to die. <laughs> Gosh, Jerry Eisenberg. Am I right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, Samantha, you were telling me that the, the, the poles, you don't really need them when you're starting. No, they really get in people's way. People try to stop with them. It's like a weird mental thing that they, they have something in their hands, so they feel like they need to use them. And then they'll try to stop with them, trip over the ski, and tear their ACL, uh, which is oh, less than less than ideal. Uh, I took a woman's poles away the other day because she was doing that, and she started crying. So that was the first time I made someone cry, adult or child, wow. uh, which I thought was a little dramatic. And she was like, my dog died yesterday. So oh, my god! I don't think it was me necessarily but i was the trigger for like the tears oh Gosh, boy. her dog died and you took her ski poles away <laughs> that is messed up Samantha. yeah really cold uh, that makes us cry all the time here so uh well i can't be the only one all right we're gonna take a break i can't believe you didn't see what i did yesterday by the way that was very disappointing oh no what'd you do oh you bashed me on twitter or something no i was running around dave in the studio you didn't see me <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't see that. I just saw you hop on in the middle of my thought, and you threw me off completely. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll talk winners and losers when we get back on Fantasy Football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so we've had a really fun offseason. I think I said there have been there have been 16 trades already in the month of March, which is just wild. We didn't used to get this type of stuff in the NFL, but it is a trade league now, and that is great. We love it. So, Samantha, I'll let you start. Give me a give me a one or two big winners from free agency. Sure, yeah. I mean, the low-hanging fruit here is going to be the Broncos pass catchers. They have never had a 
good quarterback. And I feel like last year when the Aaron Rodgers stuff was kind of swirling around, the Broncos were certainly spoken about as the team that was quote unquote one quarterback away. So we will certainly see if that rings true. Um, They have a lot of the pieces and I hope that, you know, we, we can see Jerry Judy reach his potential. Um, That's something that obviously has been a little bit of a sore spot. He was taken 15th overall and there have been multiple receivers from that draft class that have just far surpassed him in terms of production. Now, like I said, it's a, it could be just a quarterback thing. So we'll, we'll see kind of what that ends up looking like. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they are a huge beneficiary of this draft of, of this uh, off season so far, which has been really wild. I would also say um, just Tom Brady in general gets quite the cakewalk of a division right now um, because the other quarterbacks are Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota and Sam Darnold, maybe I don't. I don't even know. Uh, that is a sore thing for me because I am a Carolina Panthers fan. So we have the worst quarterback situation in the in the division. I think we're like plus ten thousand to win the division. Oh. So uh, little little painful. We 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 definitely lost out on the Deshaun frenzy. Um, but yeah, uh, feels like the Bucks definitely have the division wrapped up. Um, cool of Tom Brady to just come out of retirement. For that. <laughs> Yeah, it's over. So uh, this division is, who do you like better, Judy or Sutton? Uh, Probably Juju, but it's close. I mean, I think, um, though, I'm excited to see Sutton too. He dropped off in production a little bit when Jerry Judy came back. So if they have all three receivers, that's Tim Patrick, Sutton, and Judy all, all healthy. I'm not sure how much production we can expect from Sutton, but... We'll see. I I mean, I, I think he's a super talented guy that's had a lot of unfortunate sort of things happen in his career. Jamie, Judy or Sutton? Uh, Judy for me, but it's close. Um, I uh, actually spoke to Cortland Sutton last week, and uh, I finally went through that conversation um, and transcribed it yesterday. And so uh, when Samantha was talking about, you know, the, the quarterback situation, he said um, – that uh, Broncos country, to use his words, was was upset when Aaron Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay. And then the next day, you know, just the rejoicing of ending up with Russell Wilson. Um, he was talking about Judy and he said he's he doesn't know how special he is. And he's uh, expecting Russell Wilson to unlock that um, in terms of himself. He said, you know, he's looking forward to the back shoulder fades and the end zone fades, the throws that he's been begging for that the quarterbacks that he's played with weren't necessarily their strong points of doing. So he's hoping those opportunities are there. And, you know, he said watching, you know, a lot of DK Metcalf, you know, he's hoping as a big physical receiver that can make plays down the field, that he's going to have those, those type of chances. So uh, I'm excited for all those guys, you know, and, and, and we talked about this on, on HQ yesterday that, if you want a piece of the Broncos offense and you miss out on Judy and Sutton and, and Samantha mentioned his name, you know, Tim Patrick has been very successful in spurts over the last couple of seasons, you know, clearly two years ago when there was the injuries before, you know, Judy really started to do things as a rookie, but not necessarily reaching the heights that I think he's capable of as Samantha indicated. And then this past season when Judy was hurt and, you know, Patrick sort of uh, took over that, that not necessarily lead role, but, you know, ended up being the better of the two in terms of him and Sutton. So, there's a lot to like about these guys, clearly, with the addition of Russell Wilson. Albert O, um, you know, should be fun to watch. You know, we'll see, you know, if this is the the type of tight end that, you know, Russell Wilson has success with. But, you know, I think Samantha said, you know, two quarterbacks that I'm 
thrilled to death about. They're five and six for me in my rankings, Brady five and, and Russell six. Uh, Adam, you know, you've, you've said this a couple of times over the last several years. This is the year Russell Wilson wins the MVP, could be the number one fantasy quarterback. And I, I think he has the opportunity really for the first time because if things go right, and there's a lot that has to happen, it's, you know, Samantha mentioned the worst division in, in, in football from a quarterback standpoint. The best division from a quarterback standpoint is clearly the AFC West. And those shootouts, you know, should be awesome if we get them, which I think we'll get them, you know, so we could see a lot of, you know, 35, 30, 42, 35, you know, you know, games in the forties, maybe the fifties, who knows, you know, how these things can, can unfold. And Russell's going to have the chance, I think, to have his best statistical season, which says a lot because he's, you know, certainly been a hall of fame caliber quarterback in Seattle. Yeah. I think he and Watson are in interesting situations. Both of them have been so great in their careers they just haven't been on offenses that have let them throw the ball enough to really be the, you know, the number one quarterback in fantasy. And I know that Wilson did have a QB1 season. It was one of the lowest scoring QB1 seasons, but he still had it. But you get the point. I mean, he's he's been so great. They both have been so great. They both have been consistent top six, basically, options at the position uh, on offenses that don't really throw the ball that much. And it's bigger question mark in Cleveland, obviously, than it is in Denver. But I don't know what they're going to do in Denver uh, in terms of— No, they're going to throw it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but why? But you know, look on the on the other hand, they've got Javante and they've got last year that arguably the best defense in football. And yeah, I, maybe, I don't. Maybe I mean, you beat those teams. Maybe you beat the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders by running the football and using your. You know, your I don't think that's game. in Nathaniel Hackett's DNA. I asked Cortland about that. I you know because he said you know we he was talking about the receiver group. He was like, you know, we, we want to be the, the, the room, you know, you know, obviously your players talk about the room, uh, the, the receiver room. We want to be the group that carries this team. And he said, you know, if, if, if the idea is to throw the ball 50 times a game, we want to be the, the, the group that the team looks at. And I said, is Nathaniel Hackett, the guy that that's going to do that. And he said, in the brief conversations that we've had, I get that impression that he wants to have this open offense that allows, you know, teams allows us to, you know, be that type of team. You know, he, he kept referencing, he's like, uh, the two guys he said, you know, because that, that's the era I think that he's sort of leaning toward is, is Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. He's like, we want to be that group, you know, of, uh, of offense, you know, for the Broncos and get the Broncos back to that level of play that they had under Peyton Manning. And so, you know, it, it's obviously lip service. And he said that himself, you know, he's like, it's, it's easy to say these things in, in February, March, um, as opposed to, you know, August and, and into the season. But I think if you, you know, Nathaniel Hackett steps up to the microphone and Russell Wilson's press conference and is like a kid, you know, cursing in front of the media saying, <laughs> you know, we got Russell Weepin Wilson, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you don't make this type of trade to be conservative and hand the ball off. And I know what you're saying. Obviously, you don't want to say I want to get into a, a, a shootout with Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or even now Derek Carr, excuse me, or Justin Herbert or, or Derek Carr. But you don't make the move and give up first round picks to get Russell Wilson to say, we're going to run this type of offense. And I don't think Russell Wilson waves his no trade clause to go to a place where he's going to do the exact same thing. Uh, you know, it needs your path to the Super Bowl in Seattle. Are they going to be 15th in pass attempts? Are they going to be fifth? You know, are they going to go, are they going to go all bucks on us or are they going to be balanced? I don't think I they're think going to be. I think you could see 25th. 15 to 10. I don't think they're going to be in the top five, but yeah. I think, you know, 10 to 15 range would, would, would make some sense. By the way, check out this stat here. As Samantha mentioned Cortland Sutton trailed off when Judy returned. <laughs> Cortland Sutton played five games, six games, pardon me, without. Jerry Judy, he averaged 87.5 receiving yards per game. In his other 11 games, he averaged 22.8. From 87.5 without Judy to 22.8 with Jerry Judy. That is crazy. Uh, the whole offense really stunk, though, for for much of that stretch. But 
oh, you know what? There was a Week 17 game in there that I didn't – oh, it's even worse because in Week 17 he had three for 60, three catches for 60 yards, which was by far the most yardage he had in any game. The only game that he played with Judy or he had more than 40 – oh, no, he didn't have more than 40 yards in any game with Judy. That's amazing stat. Okay, anyway. Um, Jamie, were there any other winners or losers you wanted to talk about? I mean, there are obviously a lot. We don't have to talk about everything, but um, anything else that jumped out from free agency? I mean, I, I'll, I'll go back just because I, I got the chance to speak to him yesterday as well. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, um, it, to me, is a big winner. And uh, so last week, uh, the, the trainer that I, I speak to a lot, you hear me reference this, uh, XP Sports. Um, it's Tony Villani and Matt Gates. They do a great job for combine training. They actually had the three fastest uh, times at the combine this year in terms of the 40. So they're coming off a very strong uh, combine training, but a lot of guys go back and work out with them, Sutton and, and C.D. Lamb being two of them. So I was supposed to speak to C.D. Lamb when I spoke to Sutton last week, but I didn't because he got a phone call from somebody that made him leave, which was Dak Prescott. And Dak said, it was right after the Cooper trade, uh, let's go throw. And part of that is we got some business to take care of. And I, I asked C.D. Lamb about that yesterday. And um I, you know, I, I, I've covered the league for a long time. I, I've spoke to a lot of players for you know many, many years. You get a, an impression from somebody like they're ready for something big. You know, you, you know, I've had this feeling several players over the years. He has this, I don't know if it's like this, this aura. Uh, like I wanted to go and put CD lamb number one in my rankings yesterday. Like he, he's, he just feels like he's going to go nuts. Like he said, he was pissed off about how last year ended. You know, the Troy Aikman comments, I asked him about that following the season, about not getting the targets. He basically was like, give me the bleeding ball. Uh, Cooper's gone. Gal's coming off an ACL. There's all the pressure in the world on him. He's like, I, I, I want this. This is what I've been waiting for. You know, so he looks in great shape. He's obviously working out. He came right back to, you know, the place where he did his combine training, which is in Fort Lauderdale. And it just seems as if, you know, he's going to have this monster season. So I think he's a big winner without Cooper there with Gallup coming off the injury and everything that's sort of unfolding for him this season. All right, let's go to our losers. And before we do that, though, we got a new show coming to Paramount Plus. Some of you definitely played the game when you were younger. Earth's most advanced warrior, Master Chief, must defend humanity from the alien species, the Covenant, while unlocking dark secrets from his past in the new Paramount Plus original series, Halo. Stream it March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it free. You ever play Halo, Jamie? No. Samantha, ever play Halo? Uh, when I was in high school, and sorry, that was my Alexa giving me my morning briefing. Sorry. <laughs> Ask her if she's ever played Halo. Alexa, have you ever played Halo? <laughs> 30 South Halo. Oh, whatever that is. Uh, it does not know. No, no. Thanks a lot, Jeff Bezos. That was, that was, <laughs> Adam, do you have an Alexa? I don't know. I, I don't. My kids, my kids run around. Alexa, Alexa. I want to throw the thing out the window. Yeah, that, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> like we're setting, it literally Alexa, is hearing you say Alexa and it's confused. Yeah, we're setting it off right now. We're setting well, it off. My, my kids, I'll say it one more time. But my kids, we live in Florida. The weather doesn't change. It's hot. That's all it is. It's just hot. And obviously we get you know, our, our, <laughs> they our, ask few the weather. Of, our few days of winter. But my kids, Alexa, what's the temperature? Buddy, it's 85. It's always 85 in the winter. About to find out what it is in Colorado. (laughs) Hey, uh, Alexa, would you rather have C.D. Lamb or Mike Evans? 
I don't think I heard you. Oh, okay. Well, Samantha, <laughs> would, you Ron, you, Adam. would you rather have CD Lamb or Mike Evans, Samantha? CD Lamb. Yeah. J- Jamie? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, that, that's it. Jamie? Uh, CD Lamb, yeah. Okay. All right, let's go to our losers now. Unless you told me Godwin was out for half the season, then that's a different story. Okay. So, our uh, fantasy losers. Samantha, you can kick it off. Who are some of the losers that you wanted to highlight from the last few weeks? I mean, I don't know how much of a loser you can be after signing a massive contract, but I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers from like a fantasy perspective just because he's lost so many receivers, most notably uh, Devontae Adams. I think that's going to be huge for his fantasy production. I don't know. I mean, so I know this has been like three drafts in a row that we've said that the Packers have to take a wide receiver, but like it really does feel like they have to take a wide receiver at some point or find a wide receiver somewhere because otherwise it's going to be like Robert Tunyon and Randall Cobb. Um, catching passes and I guess Aaron Jones. But yeah, I mean, that's certainly not the uh, star power depth chart that you would hope to see for Aaron Rodgers, uh, especially from a fantasy perspective. So he gets knocked down certainly into that like low end QB one tier with just kind of like the moves and everything. Um, And then I guess DK Metcalf also feels like some low hanging fruit losing Russell Wilson. I just feel like that is going to be a huge loss for him and just Question marks at quarterback. I mean, yeah, I guess they have Drew Locke, but I don't think that anyone's excited that they have Drew Locke. So um, we'll definitely see how that kind of all shakes out. I know that there certainly could be some movement. Like, I mean, I don't think Jimmy G is going to go there, but maybe maybe Baker Mayfield or something. Or And that would probably be an upgrade from, from Drew Locke at this point. But as it stands right now, DK Metcalf feels like a huge loser in free agency. Okay, how about uh, DK Metcalf or Mike Evans? I'm gonna probably still go Metcalf, but it's close. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. That that that's a toss up because I just don't know who's playing quarterback for them. How about you, Jamie? Yeah, it's Evans for me by a lot. Um, I I agree with Samantha. I think Metcalf and Lockett just you know if it's Drew Lock, my God, <laughs> run for the hills. Um, they'll end up being good value picks because you'll get them, you know, much later than you, you probably would have. But I mean, you know, Evans might have six games without Godwin or, you know, four games without Godwin, who knows if he's on the pop list. Uh, but even if, you know, Godwin's there, it's, um, it, it's still Tom Brady <laughs> back. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Metcalf gets to a thousand and seven or eight, like we, we typically get from Mike Evans. So the ceiling's higher for Metcalf if the quarterback situation's better, but you know, the, the floor is definitely in favor of Mike Evans right now. So, um, Metcalf makes me really nervous. So, would you rather have, yeah, okay, how about Michael Pittman or DK Metcalf? And then Michael Pittman or Tyler Lockett, how would you rank them? Uh, for me, it's still Metcalf over Pittman. I, I don't know if Pittman's value changes, at least for me, with the, the quarterback change. Because, you know, while Wentz was, was, was bad last year, you know, Pittman, I don't know if he necessarily gets that much better with, with Matt Ryan. Because I don't know where Ryan's at at 36, you know, and, and we know he's kind of allergic to throwing touchdowns to his number one receiver. Um, so I'll take Metcalf still, but I'll take Pittman over Lockett. I think Lockett to me is the biggest loser in this because his connection with Russell Wilson and the deep ball opportunities, you know, I just don't think those are going to be there with whether it's Baker or Drew Locke or rookie, whatever route they decide to go. I just think, you know, Lockett loses more than Metcalf does. So I'll take Pittman over Lockett. Okay. Jamie, you want to throw out some more losers? Uh, one of the biggest ones to me is Robert Woods. You know, I, I just hate this scenario for him going to the Titans. I, I know there'll be some target opportunities for him. You know, hopefully, 
um, you know, he doesn't fall off too much. But, you know, we're talking about a guy that's going from Sean McVay to Mike Vrabel. And, you know, as coaches, they're both fantastic. But as offensive play callers, you know, or offensive, you know, uh, systems for each of their respective teams, uh, it's clearly a downgrade, you know. So Titans run first offense. Ryan Tannehill doesn't necessarily, you know, feel like the type of guy that's going to all of a sudden feature two guys. We saw last year with, you know, Julio struggling, you know, 30 years old for Robert Woods coming off the ACL tear. Um, he's just, you know, not somebody that I'm excited about going to uh, going to the Titans. And then it feels, you know, just to, you know, kind of go back to the beginning of the show for anybody that missed it, Kyle Pitts, you know, loses with the uh, the quarterback change, you know, so. Well, again, I don't think Pittman necessarily changes much with Matt Ryan. I, I think you got to be a little bit concerned about Pitts, not you know take anything away from what Mariota did with Delaney Walker or what he did in the one game with Darren Waller. But it just feels as if Pitts is uh, in a little bit of a downgraded situation because of everything that's unfolding in Atlanta. Yeah, I also want to bring up with Robert Woods why leaving the Rams is so bad for him because they let him run so much. And if you just look at his PPR points-per-game finish the last four seasons – He's finished between 13th and 18th, four straight seasons in full PPR. If you remove his rushing totals, instead of 13th to 18th, it's 20th, 23rd, 32nd, and 33rd. If you remove his rushing totals in per game scoring, so I don't know. I mean, I just I don't think he's going to rush for 150 yards with the Titans. I don't know if he's going to rush at all with the Titans. They have another guy who does that quite a bit. Okay, those are some winners and losers from fantasy free agency and all the incredible trades that we've seen go down. And we will finish our show with some who would you rather have in a PPR league? So who would you rather have in a PPR league? Samantha, you can go first here. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams or Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Carr and Adams with the Raiders or Wilson and Judy with the Broncos, which is just weird to say. But uh, who would you rather have? I think Carr and Adams feel like the safer play here. Um, I mean, Carr's not a fan. He hasn't been like a fantasy juggernaut or anything, but he was QB 12 through 17 games last year, partially a function of just him being healthy for the whole season. But with Adams, you know, you're getting wide receiver one numbers. I mean, Judy and to, to an extent Sutton, of course, like, obviously just really scare me. Um, I want to believe that Jerry Judy can perform with the right quarterback, but I just, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know really what to expect. He was putting up kind of like seven points per game um, last season. So even if like you expected, uh, you know, Will, if if you expected Judy to make that leap and perform as well as say Tyler Lockett with, with Wilson, I, I still think that it, that combined is not as good as what you're going to get um, week in, week out from Carr and Adams. Jamie, Carr and Adams or Wilson and Judy? Totally agree with Samantha. You know, I, I think the uh, the gap between Wilson and Carr shouldn't be that significant if both even play their best seasons. You know, so Wilson has just an amazing season, but I think Carr has a chance to do the same. Uh, but Judy's going to have to do a lot to catch Devontae Adams or Adams going to have to fall off a cliff. So I, I think, you know, the, the receiver difference is huge here. So I'll, I'll side with the Raiders guys over the Broncos guys in terms of the duo. All right. And for those of you watching on YouTube right now, I'd love to see what you think. Only have one comment. It was for Carr and Adams. But we'll go on to our next one here and just weigh in. Let us know what you think. All right. We've got a couple of Cowboys or a couple of Ravens. Would you rather have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott or Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins? Jamie, first word to you. Dak and Zeke or Jackson and Dobbins? 
Yeah, I'll I'll take the Ravens guys here, and that's you know taking some some blind faith in that J.K. Dobbins is back to you know close to 100 and ready to go. Um, I'm just scared of Zeke. You know, I, I think as we saw last year, you know, I, I know he played through a knee injury. Dobbins, you know, missed the season with a knee injury, but uh, Zeke just feels like you know he's he's at that point in his career where you just got to start to worry about can he still produce at a high level? And I think Lamar Jackson's in a better spot right now than Dak Prescott because Lamar's running ability. So. Uh, the quarterback is is in favor of the Ravens, and I think the running back situation is as well. Samantha, Dak, Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott, Lamar Jackson, and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, this one was tough for me, but I'm going to lean um, Jackson and Dobbins. I mean, Ravens were top three in rushing attempts two years in a row, and obviously they had a, quite a messy situation last season when they lost like three running backs during uh, training camp including Dobbins. So yeah, there is some built-in risk there, but I think that um, the way he was being drafted last year, I mean, we were pretty excited about him. And hopefully since that injury occurred, so quote unquote early that he had a lot of time to recover. Um, And yeah, to Jamie's point, I'm concerned about uh, the Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott situation that I think that really devalues Elliott um, in terms of draft capital. And then Dak Prescott, I mean, I think he'll be awesome this year, especially since I'm really high on CeeDee Lamb. But I think there is going to be some sort of attrition in yards and production with the loss of Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's interesting that Lamar Jackson has finished, I think, 11th and 12th per game two straight years. Now, one, you know, this year's, I got to do the math if you remove the game that he left super early. But yeah, Samantha, when you do your stats, do you take out everybody's uh, games that they, their worst game? No, not their worst game. The games that they get hurt. What, what? No, no, you take out their worst game. No, I don't do We call that. it the Azer statting it. I mean, why would I want to know where, where Lamar Jackson ranks per game when he played like, he threw like four passes in one game? You can't do that. That's not fair. But. I, I mean, I will throw out games here and there if they're irrelevant. Yeah. Like, if they're going out on the front. If you saw the garbage can next to Adam's desk of games that he's thrown out, <laughs> it would be like a, the biggest mountain of snow that you've ever seen. I did that I did that a lot this morning because I was trying to calculate Mariota's true 17-game paces, but he has left a lot of games early. Mariota is a tough one in that regard. Um, all right, anyway, it uh, looks like the YouTube audience agrees. They're going with the... Ravens side, Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins. And also Dan Utley says, Alexa, will Jimmy G be traded today? (laughs) I'll try to find that out. All right, next up. In a PPR league, would you rather have James Conner or Saquon Barkley? Samantha, James Conner or Saquon Barkley? YouTube, uh, uh, James Conner or Saquon Barkley? Go ahead. I mean, where's Saquon Barkley playing football this year? I think that that, that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, If he's still on the Giants, I'm probably going Connor. I mean, Connor did have an awesome season last year, even competing with Edmonds. Edmonds is in Miami. So um, at this point, I probably lean Connor. But I don't know. If Saquon ends up in a fabulous situation somewhere else with a really awesome offensive line, I think that could be um, certainly put bridge the gap there. Jamie? Yeah, I, I don't know a situation that fits that description. That's the problem, you know. Yeah, so, you know, he, if he goes somewhere like that, he's probably in a committee at this point. So, I, I think he's probably best off with the Giants. So, I, I would take Connor um, with the hope that he stays healthy. You know, I, look, I hope both these guys stay healthy. I, I hope it's a, you know, fun competition between them. But I, I think Connor just, you know, you look at the way he finished last year. You know, as things stand right now, um, you know, if you tell me that it's you know, Benjamin as the backup in Arizona um, or, you know, a, 
a day three rookie that they're just taking for for depth, you know, or or a Duke Johnson, Matt Breida type of guy that's still out there on in free agency. You know, Jordan Howard's in a great spot, so I I like that setup for him a little bit more than Barkley. James Connors is a great spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, James Connor. My bad. That was a weird. Jordan Howard, I don't know. It was just no. If they if they bring in you know a guy off the street, oh, that's just okay, okay, gotcha. Getting out there, you know, for competition. Okay, not a lot of votes here, but two nothing. Connor wins on YouTube. Uh, David Montgomery or Aaron Jones is our next one. They're not exactly relevant, but we haven't talked much about them. David Montgomery or Aaron Jones, Jamie, full PPR. I'm going to go Jones. You know, I, I think you just look at uh, the numbers that he's put up when Devontae Adams has been gone. And last time we checked, Devontae Adams is gone. Um, so this is, I, I think, you know, Samantha referenced the receiving core. You know, it, it's uh, Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb and Robert Tunyon and just a guy, you know, a bunch of guys right now that aren't very inspiring, you know, and, and you factor in maybe a rookie or some sort of retread veteran that may end up there as well. So I think Aaron Jones is going to have a op- big opportunity in the passing game. You know, A.J. Dillon's a problem. Um, you know, something you have to factor in there. Montgomery doesn't necessarily have that right now. But I think, you know, you just look passing game opportunities. I'll, I'll take Aaron Jones. Non-PPR, I'll take Montgomery, but but PPR, I'll take Aaron Jones. Samantha, how about you? So far we have, oh, we have two to one. Oh, let's see. It looks pretty three to one, Jones, maybe three to two. Somebody says it's A.J. Dillon's season. So it looks like a little bit split here. Um, Aaron Jones or David Montgomery, PPR? Uh, probably going Jones. I think there's going to be more. Uh, targets to go around without Devontae Adams. So uh, I, I'm going to lean him, but I mean, Montgomery, I, I could also see him uh, jumping in terms of production if we see Justin Fields also sort of make that leap. So um, it's closer than it seems, but I'm going to go with Jones right now. One more to finish the show. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas? Looking for bounce backs for these older wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas? That's our next one here. And yeah, we had a pretty split audience on the Montgomery versus Jones. Uh, So let's see what YouTube thinks about that. DeAndre Hopkins versus Michael Thomas. Jamie, go ahead. I'm going to go with Hopkins right now, but it's close. Uh, You know, I hope Hopkins is 100%. I hope that, you know, he's back to the guy that we saw two years ago, especially, you know, Kirk gone, Green not back. Um, you know, Ertz is back, but I don't know how much we can count on Rondell Moore at this point. You know, the only thing that makes me a little bit cautious about this right now is you heard a little buzz at the Combine about potential Kyler Murray holdout, um, you know, based on his unhappiness and the social media stuff and the fact that, you know, he's still kind of complaining about other teams making moves and, and the Cardinals not really doing very much. So that's something you got to clearly factor in. But if if Kyler's there come week one, no issues. I think DeAndre Hopkins feels a little bit safer right now than Michael Thomas. What do you think, Samantha? Yeah, I'm going to go Hopkins here. Obviously, both guys dealing with injuries. Thomas didn't play at all, and Hopkins missed multiple games. They're both sort of on the same age bracket. Um, Thomas is 29, Hopkins is 30. So certainly we've got some wear and tear and age-related issues, um, especially for a wide receiver. But I'm going to go with Hopkins. I mean, he he had eight touchdowns in 10 games last year, so he's certainly a big target for uh, Kyler Murray. Obviously, there's some risk with the Murray situation, but I think that in in general, like that's, that's a better offense that you want a piece of versus the Saints at this point. I mean, Jameis certainly brings a little more life to the Saints offense, but it's not in, in a way, I don't think, anyone's going to argue that the Saints are going to be a better offense than the Cardinals. 
Well, you did not disagree on any of those. So that was a lame uh, job by me picking these comparisons. They were too easy. They were pretty bad. Yeah, they were pretty easy. Uh, snowing, or Snowboarding or skiing? Snowboarding or skiing, guys? What do you think? Well, for me, it just depends on the day because powder days are better on a board. Um, but then I think in general, I might like skiing a little better. Jamie, you agree, of course? Um... <laughs> I probably would, and Samantha, you, you can confirm or deny this. I, I probably would less likely tear my ACL on a board than I went on skis. So I'll probably go with board <laughs> to avoid the ACL tear. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, the most common snowboarding injury is a wrist injury. So I always tell my students to give themselves a hug because self-love is important and uh, wrist injuries are not. So, uh, yeah, I think that in my quote-unquote older age, though, I prefer skiing just because there's less falling involved, like less sitting down, less getting up, stuff like that. That's true. Well, you are definitely much younger than us, so I think we can end. You just called us old, basically. (laughs) So we can end on that. I'm definitely old. Yeah, oh, Jamie's old for sure. Uh, Samantha Raviti, thank you so much. Follow her at Samantha NFL, and she's a fantasy football analyst at the Action Network and does an awesome job, and it was really great having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I see you guys on the slopes soon. I hope so. Uh, For Samantha and Jerry, I'm Adam. Talk to you on Thursday on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.